All right, today we'll be discussing chapters 2, 3, and 4 from the biology book. Well, our first question today will be, how does energy flow in an ecosystem? Well, it'll go from the oak tree to a caterpillar to a starling to an owl. The oak tree will start with 4,300 grams of energy, and then the caterpillar will eat some of the oak tree and get 430 grams of energy. And then the starling will eat the caterpillar, get 43 grams of energy. And then an owl will eat the starling and get 4.3 grams of energy. And that is because 10% of the energy is passed on every time. So, question number two is, blue butterflies live where lupines grow. Okay, we know that. And during which month would the controlled burn have the least impact on butterfly population? Well... The month of August would probably be the best. The month of August would be the best because the lupines are done growing and they have dispersed their speed seeds throughout the ecosystem. And the seeds will start growing and young plants will sprout in new and different locations and the process will repeat. So number three. We want to discuss our findings about salmon, lungfish, and cows. Well, salmon have jaws, and lungfish have jaws, rounded fins, and lungs, and cows have jaws, lungs, and four legs with toes. And that'll be it from chapter two. Chapter three, our first question is, what is the relationship between ear size and where animals live? Well, animals with large ears live in places with warm, average yearly air temperatures, and this is because large ears cool down animals because it'll transfer body heat to the air and it'll just help them live in warm climates and be warmer. So that'll be all from chapter three. Now we'll be moving on to chapter four. And our first question would be, which conclusion is supported by Earth's fossil records? Well, the fossil records have shown that Species change over time. All right. And our next question from chapter four will be, long-tailed weasels are found in the Rocky Mountains. They change colors over the course of the year. They are brown. They're born in the summer. No, they're brown in the summer, white in the winter. Which statement explains how changes in the timing and length of winter will affect long-tailed weasels in the Rocky Mountains? Well, the number of weasels that change brown brown to white in January will increase, and that is due to the temperature. Alright. Today, we have questions from Chapter 5, Chapter 7, and Chapter 8 of Biology. So, the first question from Chapter 5 would be, Why would the habitat population be changing? And this could happen because of multiple different reasons. Some of the main reasons would be over-exploitation of the animal or over-hunting it for economic value. It could also be due to habitat loss for like logging and things like that. And disruption of habitat could also be another reason. Like they're not destroyed, but they can be disrupted. And habitat fragmentation which is the separation of an ecosystem into small pieces of land that could also separate the rabbits and 
get them away from their mating partners so less rabbits would be born. So now we'll go on to chapter 7. And the first question from this chapter would be, which statement would be like, what would best describe carbohydrates? And the main thing that I can use to describe carbohydrates is that they often provide major energy source for the mitochondria. Question two is, which direction do molecules travel during faciliated diffusion? Well, they travel up so that they can get out of the cell in time. Question three is, what is the main function of things in the circulatory system? Well, there are three main things in the circulatory system, and that is tissue, organ, and cells. Cells bind to the oxygen in cells. Organs pump blood through the arteries and veins, and tissues tissue is used to carry blood throughout the system. So that will be all from Chapter 3. Now we'll go to Chapter 8. And the first question for Chapter 8 is... Which of the following describes the basic process that occurs in photosynthesis? Well, in photosynthesis, light energy is used to transform water and carbon dioxide into oxygen and sugar. And our next question would be, what are some model parts and outputs, inputs, or cell parts for certain cell, like things they make and parts? So ATP, that would be an output because it is being made. Carbon dioxide is also being made as well, so that would be an output. Glucose is what the cell takes in, so that would be an input. The cell also takes in oxygen, so that's an input too. The cell would make water, so that's an output. The cell membrane, that is not relevant to this process at all. Cytoplasm is not No, cytoplasm is a cell part, and mitochondria does not have anything to do with this process. Our last question from Chapter 8 would be, what is the process of photosynthesis? Well, an autotroph, which is plants, it takes in carbon dioxide, water, and light energy, and it will convert it to glucose and oxygen for other animals to eat to gain energy and for us to breathe. Today we will be discussing chapters 9 and chapters 10 of biology. Our first question from chapter 9 is, what would be the best way to describe what cellular respiration does? And cellular respiration is best described by bonds rearranging and releasing energy. Our second question is, what stage of cellular division is an error in this model that you guys sent me? Well, it would be stage 3 because it has incorrect chromosome aligning. So that is why there would be the error in that stage. And chapter 10, our first question is, if yeast population is grown in a lab, It would start off from zero because you're just planting it. 
and then it would go to 103 hours. It would then double and then double again until the 12 to 18 hour time period, and then it would slow down to normal as if it was just put in there. Our second question is, what does not result from meiosis? Well, one thing does, that does not result from meiosis is a zygote being produced. Today, we will be discussing chapters 11 and 12, and these will be the final, final chapters of biology. Well, our first question is, what would be a likely phenotype for the giraffe based on the Punnett square we are given? Well, first off, there would be about four albino offsprings for the giraffes. There would be about three giraffes that aren't albino. And the first parent would likely be two lowercase m's. And the second would likely be capital M, little m. Or if it, it could also be parent one would be capital M, little m. And parent two would be little m's. Our second question of chapter 11 is, what are three characteristics of an older fossil? Well, they would have, some of them would have large hind legs, claws on their fingers, and elbows that bend. And our last question is, in the 1800s, moths perched on light-colored trees. White moths were more common than black moths during that time. And then the pollution increased in the world, and soot covered the trees, which would make them more dark. The black moth population would then increase because predators could spot the white moths more easily on the darkened tree trunks because of the salute, the pollution. And this would show that camouflage in the environment is very key for survival of animals and it would also show that the number of organisms with an advantageous heritable trait increase in a population over time so now our first question from chapter 12 is what does the ribosome shape allow it to do during translation well the ribosome shape allows it to attach to the mrna and the trna which would allow it to join the proteins our second question is, what is the difference between chromosomes, a DNA molecule, a protein, and a gene? Well, first off, chromosomes contain many sections of genetic code that determine traits. A DNA molecule contains a genetic information that, de that determines an organism's phenotype. A protein is a sequence of amino acids that are coded for by the genetic material. And a gene is a section of genetic material that codes for a specific function of processes. Our last question is, what are the right steps of the protein formation? Well, for a protein to form first, an mRNA strand forms from a section of DNA. And then that formed mRNA would travel outside the nucleus where it was created. And then after that, a ribosome would attach to it. And then the ribosome would link amino acids into a chain according to the order of the bases in the mRNA. And then a polypep polypeptide would be released from the ribosome.